0: I'm Aaron Armstrong.
1: I'm Pete Moran. And We Love to Watch. We Love to Watch says, listen, kid, there are two things you don't know about Earth. It's The first is me, and the other one's Godzilla. <laughs> That's not even, I didn't even change that joke. It was just, it's just a straight just up a line, line reading line
0: line. I think we made a huge mistake because we, we had to, we postponed our recording and I watched this like right before mm-hmm. and I think that's the only way to retain even 50% of it. It because is now a wild, it just seems, movie. Yeah, it just seems like a fever dream I had. Like I'm looking over my notes and I'm like, did this, did any of this happen? <laughs> like I'm, I, I told you right when we watched them I'm like, your punishment For no reason. I do love you. I'm not just trying to punish you. You've got to do the plot recap on this one, because God knows what what happens in this movie. I think I can do it. I think I can do it. Great. I'm I'm rooting rooting for you. I'm sorry. I think I
1: can do it, because there's no way you can tell me I'm wrong. uh,
0: You know, we'll we'll let history be the judge. Uh, Peter? Uh, We'll let the Mm G-Force, history... The Z- the Zantarians. what is their fucking name? They're it's the Z- second they're time. They're zillions, zillions. 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 There's
1: Zillions in this, and there's Zillions in uh, Invaders uh, from Astro Monster. Yeah,
0: Yep. In- from, the from the Astro,
1: Astro
0: Monster. Monster. <laughs> yep. Uh, but we we love to watch movie podcasts. Pick a theme. We do movies over the course of a month around that theme. And if we remember, we compare and contrast. We're in our seventh week of of uh, Size Matters. Our Double Godzilla month uh, and only three more episodes to go after this it it really became a uh, again we said uh, summer solstice summer calendar uh, double month we're gonna go right up till uh, legally and officially uh, summer runs out according to the I think we said Julian calendar are you sure I think so I think we got it wrong last time and I think I don't remember which way we got it wrong (laughs) I'm pretty sure we had this
1: exact same conversation in this exact same manner. <laughs> Great. Uh well the
0: the thing I've learned
1: from uh the playing calendar Je- is the calendar currently used in the Western world. Oh, I, I know, but
0: we, we're saying we don't use that. I'm trying to say this. Oh, oh! No, we're, I'm using Julian. Oh. All the way to the end of Double Godzilla month. But we're in we're we're in our third Godzilla series. We've covered the show series in in depth we've covered the Heisei series in depth and we're going to do a little breeze by the millennium uh series not because it's not there's not a, some good movies in here but mainly because it is um, very different than the first two series it's there is there is no, no uh connectivity or not not that much connectivity between movies there are uh two two movies that are uh uh one Godzilla against Mechagodzilla which is a follow up to Uh, The original 1954 Godzilla, as all these will, as I'll talk about in a second, uh, has a direct sequel in Tokyo SOS. But for the most part, all of these movies serve as a direct sequel only to the Godzilla 1954 original. Except Asterix, uh, the one we're about to cover today, which actually doesn't have any – it basically has all of the movies in the Showa era referenced while not being in canon with any of them, which is kind of a weird thing that we'll we'll talk about a little. So this is the only Godzilla movie in – uh, made by Toho Studios that isn't a in some way connected to the original, even though it directly references and that's it's, it's convoluted. That's that's what this movie is.
1: It's, it's uh, also appropriate is, though, because yeah. disp- the Showa series and the Heisei series and even the Millennium series, um they uh, end up showing off a lot of the same monsters, discounting yeah. Final Wars they end up showing off a lot of the same monsters regardless. Like they end up recreating those histories to some extent after Showa in, um, in Heisei. And then again in Millennium to some to yeah. some extent. And now they're recreating that history
0: again in the new, uh, what do you call the American? Uh, yeah. The American, the, well, they the have, have the, the monster, the monster verse. Yeah. Yep. They're doing that again. And then even the, the newest, uh, uh, Godzilla series in Japan, which the only live action entry is 2016's uh, Shin Godzilla, which we're going to close out our our double month with Uh, that. That one is also still taking I I believe it takes the original Godzilla as the part of the canon. And then it hasn't really gone further than that. And I I I really hope that they continue making uh, Reiwa series uh, that are not animated because I have not seen those animated movies. And I heard they are terrible, but those movies do, Peter, to your point, feature a lot of these, a lot of the the Toho or sorry the the Showa era monsters reimagined for uh, animated <laughs> animated uh, movies. But yeah, the Millennium series is uh, I it's my least favorite of the Godzilla era, and actually the ones that I kind of fell off on. So you know I I. Going through my personal history, I was obsessed with the show up movies. Uh, I watched all the Heisei movies and was obsessed with those. They had, they essentially came out, they were released in Japan anywhere from, uh, 1984 through 1995. But most of them, everything past Biolanti didn't come out in the United States until 1998. So when I, that was when I was about 14, which is when I was kind of peaking in my, godzilla fandom and trying to go around to video stores they had some spendable uh income to to collect godzilla movies and then godzilla 2000 uh, so they had planned to they killed godzilla in the last movie godzilla movie we covered godzilla versus destroyer was a big event they were going to put godzilla on ice for 10 years and that's mainly because and this is something that is still somewhat true uh toho doesn't want to compete with didn't didn't want to compete with the uh, American version of Godzilla. They had, uh, we had talked a little bit earlier about all the attempts, especially in between Showa and Heisei, for different American directors, producers to potentially make an American Godzilla. The plans had always fallen through, but eventually they had locked up a deal with. Uh, Columbia TriStar to make what would become Roland Emmerich's uh, terrible movie, Godzilla 1998. Even though the Heisei series, which had started very low from a box office uh, number percentage in the first two, had become bigger with uh, God- Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, and then every movie after that kept making money – um, including Godzilla versus Destroyer, which was one of their, their biggest moneymakers, they were like, we don't want to compete. We don't want to have a series going on at the same time as, as Americans' uh, version that's coming out. So we're going to kill Godzilla, big publicized event, and we're going we're gonna to end the series. And we're going to – they were floating this idea of basically doing these 10-year breaks between Godzilla series. So the idea was that uh, let America make Godzilla stomp around – The earliest you'll see Godzilla back from Toho is in 2005. Well, Godzilla 1998 comes out and a lot of Godzilla fans, as well as a lot of the Toho executives, uh, felt like it was a giant piece of shit and kind of had the potential to – I don't think they would have phrased it like this in 1998, Peter – but ruin the IP. Like, no one liked that movie – it, did, it, did, it was kind of a disappointment at the box office. Everyone hated the Godzilla design, and they were kind of debating doing a sequel, but I think it got scrapped. There was definitely no clamor for it. And so Toho was like, shit, we ended our Godzilla uh, – our ending with uh, Godzilla vs. Destroy on a high note, making our fans here in Japan wanting more. And now we're just going to let this Godzilla 1998 piece of shit just simmer and sit for seven or eight years, uh, they said no. Fuck that. We need to. We need to uh, basically rehabilitate Godzilla's public image. And so they rushed what would become the first entry in the Millennium series into production, called Godzilla 2000. Uh, and they it came out in 1999, and they made uh, for the first time since Godzilla 1985 the recut version with Raymond Burr. They uh they spent the money to have it released in theaters in the United States with the idea again of trying to make sure that uh that the the good version of Godzilla the Toho classic version of Godzilla was was one that lived on. It started uh again just like initially Godzilla the rebirth or the return of Godzilla had started, which is they wiped everything else clean and uh they said that the only canon. Uh, movie prior to that was the 1954 Godzilla original. Uh, and I saw this in theaters uh, I, I in, in Bismarck, North Dakota. I was very excited. I think it's the first and potentially the only, as I think about it, Toho-produced Godzilla movie that I have ever got a chance to see in theaters. Uh, so, I mean, I, I had a lot of fun from that perspective, but the movie itself is kind of uh, middling. It doesn't have the same dramatic heft as like uh godzilla 1985 which was at least trying to recreate you know some era of the uh of the original 1954 uh, nuclear holocaust themes and and darkness uh and it definitely didn't have the fun of godzilla fighting monsters he does fight a couple monsters in in here but i i mean they're just they're kind of nothings they're not they're not named characters uh the suit looked great the practical effects were great The story and everything else was a little bit blast so it really fits kind of peter that that middle of the road like oh that was cool to see on the big screen and i like godzilla smashing stuff but nothing to write home about
1: yeah i i I watched uh a a, um sort of a breakdown of the movies that i missed in the millennium oh good and um the, the sense that i got from it is uh is that um is that it's a similar sort of mixed bag to all the series where um, there'll be a startling new revelation and then they kind of drive that new revelation into the ground. Um, yeah. There's a cool there's a cool hero you get to watch that drives the Mechagodzilla. That's actually a really cool idea. Is to you know get the that get that so they they, they create a, a hero a heroine um, who drives the Mechagodzilla, which is like yeah. like duh like. Duh, like <laughs> like obviously, you should have the humans drive the Mechagodzilla. Like that's a that's a pretty obvious way to uh, bring the Mechagodzilla concept back. The Super X concept um, doesn't really isn't really that enticing anymore. I don't think this like just aircraft that just kind of buzzes by Godzilla and shoots him with guns. But but humans coming up with a way that they can actually wrestle on the same scale as as Godzilla, like that's pretty cool. Um, a yeah. like conceptual uh, slam dunk. Also. Given Mecha history, doubly obvious. Uh, it feels weird that the Heisei series didn't come up with
0: that one. Um, but yeah, I forget. I don't. I don't think I forget about what there. There is a Mecha Godzilla in the Heisei yeah, series, but yeah. I don't remember if he's piloted by anyone exclusively. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Conceptually, I think that there's
1: there. That's a that's a really cool idea. But then they drive that idea into the into the ground with the next one. Um, yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah, there's. I mean, that's the thing. So they with Millennium, they're kind of like they're. We're not going to try to do uh, an arc. We're not going to have even try to have the like at least monster continuity of the show a series. We're just going to do basically every movie is its own reboot and sequel to the original nineteen fifty four for the most part. And you know, at first they try to introduce um, a new monster with Mega Gar- Mega uh, Godzilla versus Megagirius, which is a, kind of a piece of shit. The only other really good one in the series, which and, there, and this is only this only spans six movies, one per year, so from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand four, where where it ends with Final Wars, which is the the one that is like kind of the most worth watching that I've seen, and I would actually still say this now, having seen Final Wars, is Godzilla, Mothra, uh, and King Ghidorah: Giant Giant Monsters All Out Attack. Which if uh, there's a reason I chose Final Wars to do for the Millennium series, I, I didn't see a point in doing more than one. But this is the one that if you're listening to this and want to check out the Millennium series that I'd actually recommend the most, um, it's di- directed by uh, Shiz- uh, Shizuki Kaneko, who did the, uh, the the Heisa era Gamera reboot, which is a whole different studio. Um, but those movies are, are actually pretty good. And uh, he had got a lot of accolades for those. And so it was kind of a, a at the time, Toho was kind of a weird move for them to let the Gamera Uh, director go and and direct uh, a Godzilla movie but he kind of made one he had a lot of freedom and he made one that was really a reflection of at the time um, the prime minister of Japan trying to as he said kind of rewrite Japan's history and erase some of the the crimes and the 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 that that Japan committed in World War Two and just pretended didn't exist, and so in this one, Godzilla is actually the, a destructive force where uh, Ghidorah and uh, Mothra are trying to stop Godzilla, and it's he's kind of a resurrection of of the idea being of like. Uh, of Japan's uh Japan's past sins that it's trying to be erased. And he has like yellow glowing eyes, there's no humanization to him. He's uh he's like a almost a ghost version risen from the original Godzilla that had been uh destroyed in 1954. So uh a good uh, definitely the best movie of this era. Uh the next two are also, like you said, the Mecha Godzilla, they're kind of a little bit blah. And really Peter, if you've seen all of these, like They look like – the budgets were getting cut. None of these movies were particularly successful. They didn't end up catching on like even the Heisei series eventually did. And I think part of that is just like as computer graphics became more prevalent, even though they're still doing Pseudomation, These movies look like shit for the most part. Um, Like, they look like a made-for-sci-fi TV movie from the 2000s, which is everything you'd expect. And so, like, one of the things that was always reliable about the Godzilla series prior to the Millennium series is that kind of, like, they're fun to watch. There's a human in a suit – that is crashing into buildings. And yes, it is silly and goofy because depending on how much effort they put into shooting the suit-imation, uh scenes, but it still has like a, t- a tactility that is entertaining. And uh, again, that, it's not that it didn't exist with the with the Millennium series, but it started to lean more into CGI or CGI buildings or CGI explosions. And so it, it just doesn't feel like a Godzilla movie for, for a lot of the entries while still having, you know, some entertaining moments. And this, so this is where Peter, I fell off with the series. I watched Godzilla 2000. I think I watched megagirius and I was, I was in college at that point And I was like, yeah, I don't like these new Godzilla movies. So I actually never watched uh, the last four, maybe even the last four and a half until about five or six years ago, where, I think, Peter, when you were starting to get in Godzilla, I was like, I should really, you know, I watch a lot of movies. <laughs> I should have someone I like Godzilla quite a bit. It might be fun to watch these Godzilla movies I had never seen before. But I, I probably got through them at like a snail's pace, like maybe one a year and then a two-year break. And it wasn't – I, I finally watched Godzilla Tokyo SOS, which was the second to last Millennium series about a year and a half ago. And at that point, I knew we were doing – this uh, this double month, Peter, because we do plan well in advance, and I, I was like, well, I haven't seen Final Wars yet. I'm going to save it so that this can be the one Godzilla movie that I am seeing for the first time, along with with Peter. So that is why why we chose this. It also has kind of a mixed reputation, I think, among fans in general, as like a ton of fun and a nice um uh, a nice uh, homage to Showa era uh, uh, Godzilla movies. It's it's getting released on its 50th anniversary. It's going to be the end of the Millennium series because, Peter, you probably saw some of this very sad, like, in a very sad way. The, the, the producers are like, yeah, we've tried adding computer uh, budgets to it. We've tried everything. And, yeah, audiences are just not interested in seeing Godzilla movies from us. So uh, we're going to go out with a bang for his 50th anniversary with Final Wars, and we're going to pack it in for a while. Like, that was the producers like we've tried our best and no one likes this so i guess we'll do one more um and they did they gave this one a 20 million dollar budget um i still think a lot of it looks like shit but uh it it it's, is it's, at least... it is
1: a te- texturally and um uh, uh tone wise it is all over the fucking place because some parts look incredible and look as yeah. good as the high say series Fair. and some scenes are just like yeah, it's it's sci-fi channel CGI gloop. Uh, I was actually very yeah. impressed with how many even of the 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 old classic guys get out um, practical suits and practical sets.
0: Yeah, and that was a big part of the director. He wanted to do practical effects, and he he said that's the core of Godzilla. He wanted to move away from even some of the the CGI monsters that they had done in the Millennium series, which wasn't too much. But he was, you're, you're right. The director was really focused on the pseudomation. I think where. Why it looks like shit is not because of the suits. It's because of the overuse of green screen backgrounds and other things as opposed to like the beautiful giant model sets that we had seen in so many of the Showa era and the, in the Heisei era. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it's a guy in a suit, but it's a guy in a suit against a green screen. <laughs> and so it just doesn't look right.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'll talk a little bit about the director because I'm actually a very big fan of the director. And this is like one of his last movies I haven't seen. Um, So the director, uh, Ryuhei Kitamura, I've been a fan of since I was in junior high. Because uh, when I was in junior high uh, and I was getting into horror movies, I was just going down the list of zombie movies and someone said, you should see Versus. Um, And because at the time... um, there were a good amount of companies doing like tartan tartan asia extreme and like there were a good amount of companies in kino doing releases of, of japanese genre movies in america on dvd um mm-hmm.
0: i was for like 20 bucks i was able how, to how many times did you share that fact on dates that went really poorly <laughs> <laughs> uh like well actually uh there's <laughs> a lot of good G- japanese imprint movies that are releasing some of my very hey where are you going
1: <laughs> well i would have been 13 at the time so i probably would have just uh stammered and awkwardly asked if they liked stuff
0: um, hey charlie stop practicing your ska band i got some some facts i want to talk to you about
1: <laughs> I gotta spit some science at you about American. It's so violent. Dis- the increasing prevalence of a Japanese distribution in America, as we're at a time where DVDs are still making money.
0: While while your brother plays his trombone, whatever he played in the ska band, uh, he played guitar. Oh, do we ever get that album for our special epi on his uh, track by track? Uh, Charlie does have the disc.
1: We recovered it. Uh, Charlie has it, and uh, he he, he uh, also was like, I don't have a way to play this. <laughs> So, does it
0: have a CD player. Or
1: he doesn't have a CD player, or I don't think a any any console with a disc drive. So we'll okay. uh, we're we're solving technical difficulties, and then we'll have that episode done. Okay, great. Um, but I was a big fan of this director. I saw what movies of his I could get on uh, my hands on at the time. I'm not a fan of all of his movies. Some of them kind of suck. Um, but he uh, versus is very cool because it's sort of his Evil Dead movie. It's about a bunch of mobsters go out to the woods, zombies pop up. And then as it transitions towards the end, it gets more anime influenced. There's more wire foo and um, uh, characters with supernatural abilities uh, taking down zombies and fu- having like sword fights and shit. So um, the and then I, he also put out another movie at the time I really like called Alive which is similar sort of it's like a it's like a, a horror movie riff but it has a lot of like wire foo it has commandos and tough guys with machine guns and lots of gore um, he made a lot of of action movies uh, azumi was more of like a samurai movie aragami is a pretty small like two-hander which is really good uh, azumi i don't really like that much but i guess if you like like anime style fight scenes you might dig it um
0: hmm. And then so definitely not a recommendation for me explicitly.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um I think you would love
0: Versus and Alive is pretty cool too. Uh and then Well, he- and Versus is what got on the job. They were pretty they yes. were like, "Oh, let's go outside the box. This is pretty this is exciting." Uh, and which is very – they talk about this a little in that documentary I, I sent you, Peter, which you probably saw. Like, it was very rare for Toho to go outside of their, like, company group of directors.
1: Yeah, he's – and and it totally makes sense that if they were doing one one sort of final last shot that they would go with someone that seemed to have modernized aesthetics. And one of the things about Versus is that Versus is clearly super Matrix-inspired. Matrix um, the problem is that uh, – Similar to John Wick and a million other uh, John Woo <laughs> movies in general. Generally speaking, movies that emulated um, that style did a bad job at emulating that style. Versus in Alive yeah. are really great, but like um, you know, I, I, generally speaking, people that tried to ape the Matrix didn't do a very good job of it. I know a lot of people really hate Equilibrium. Like there's there's a ton of movies like that. Yeah. Um, therefore. Um, the uh, they were kind of bringing in matrix dna Here throughout, though. <laughs> uh therefore they were bringing in matrix dna into the godzilla series because that's what this guy had kind of made his name on at this point was making yeah. wirefoo style action sequences and um i can see why this is controversial because he also directed the action sequences in metal gear solid the twin snakes which is the remake of metal gear solid that's really hard to find now i think my copy is now worth over a hundred dollars um yeah and uh because he redirected the action sequences away from more of like a stoic like grounded thing and solid snake does like backflips and shit and wire food tricks um and some people hate the game for that i think it's rad um and in this movie yeah there's a m force which is a super soldier crew of mutants um who all do uh, Matrixy kung fu fight scenes on bikes, and they have swords and handguns, and they have a lot of pleather. <laughs> Even the, they the love uh, pleather. And their their primary primary antagonists of the movie are the Zillions from Planet X. Um, on sort of this movie is sort of a remake. This movie is sort of a remake of Invasion of uh, the Astro Monster. Yeah, It structurally goes off in, in other directions, but it's kind of a remake Invasion of the Astro Monster.
0: Yeah. Um, whereas Zy- yeah, I don't think that's it. I mean, he, he really is trying to do riffs on a bunch of Showa stuff, so like it's yeah, I think that's explicitly supposed to be. be. Besides the fact that the aliens have are have the same names. Yeah,
1: and so yeah. you you combine that with the Zillians, who also do also have like leather pleather, um, sort of fl- flippy kung fu fight moves um, with wa- wires and shit. Um, and those um, those Zillians uh, actually all kind of all of the young soldiers in this. Kinda have boy, uh, boy band like Cutie Boy aesthetics, um, which was very popular at the time. Like, uh, there's entire host bars in Japan that are still designed after this. It's this gonna be your grandpa
0: S- Simpson. T- <laughs> they all were pretty leather boy <laughs> bands, which was the style, style at the
1: time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My hair
1: was uh, stuck up with uh, enough fiber gel to choke a cat, which was the style at the time. <laughs>
0: Uh, we could see a lot of butt cracks. A lot of low rise
1: <laughs> jeans. We had I had enough bleach in my hair to uh Mom make, Grandpa's
0: make... talking about butt cracks.
1: <laughs> I had enough bleach in my hair to make a whale's asshole look presentable, as was the style at the time.
0: <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> grandpa's at the nursing home watching the dirty Christine Angular music video. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But Yeah, this like sort of like uh cute cute boy guys, but also those cute boy guys know kung fu, sort of um hyper twinks. Um was was the was like the Japanese cute like style at the time. It was is the, the the boy band thing. Um so like the movie has a lot of aesthetic choices that I find charming because yeah. I was alive in the early 2000s and I remember how this shit works. Um but on the flip side, like it's corny as all hell and it's aged like shit. Um, the CGI in particular looks so in the green the green screen the green screen shit looks so bad. but like that's the thing about the Rioge Kitamura fight scenes in this movie. Some look like blurry CGI messes and have no no real connection. and some of them look really fucking cool and have like dynamic punchy punchy uh, impact. Like you feel, you yeah. feel like characters are actually fighting, and I don't know why the movie is so inconsistent on that point, considering that was why he was hired.
0: Yeah, well, and the the director also, you know, he his his take was that he loved the '60s and '70s Godzilla movies when they were goofy and the monster design, and he. He thought that the um, the he- Heisei series, the 80s and the 90s tried to get too serious. So he was he was kind of given this this big budget and this like open book to honor the character in any way that he wanted. I shouldn't say any way that he wanted. He still had a lot of restrictions and, and ideas and, and monsters that got vetoed through the process. But, his, you know, he wanted to kind of go back and take all of these monsters from his youth and put them in a movie. So this movie features like 17, uh, 17 Godzilla um, monsters. Um, and it's all from show the show era. So it is – It the designs are, are fundamentally the same. The – like and he really goes to town with how can I just put a bunch of these of these characters into uh, into the movie? And some of them, like Peter, are probably like, you know, even I was like at the beginning when there's a there's a submarine, um who gets tangled up and I'm like is that Gidora already but it's not like that submarine is a specific submarine from Antragon, which was another Ishiro Honda directed uh 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 Showa era uh uh Kaiju movie that was was in the Godzilla universe cuz Manda eventually the sea serpent eventually ended up in destroy all monsters uh like all the kind of Ishiro Honda uh monsters end up uh, ended up there. So like it is just kind of like if you really drill down into it, it is it is packed with kind of references to the Showa era and a chance to see all these monsters while like I said making the decision to say we're not going to we're not making a sequel to the Showa era. We're saying that like loosely all the events from that era have occurred in this universe. But it's also unrelated and untethered to any of that from a continuity standpoint. So yeah, there was a Godzilla that – and again, it's not – the other thing is it's not trying to – explain. like it does not – some of the Godzilla movies, the Heisei series or even the Showa era are really focused on like plotting through – what the world has been like with Godzilla or a lack of Godzilla, or they've been preparing for him to come back or like how he fits into the the universe. Sometimes that's done with a couple quick aside comments. Sometimes it's done uh, more, more from a more detailed standpoint. But in this one, they really are just like, yeah, I don't know all this stuff that you remember kind of happened here and we're just going to go to town. And I, I do like that part of it. Like they, they're mostly worried with having fun which makes sense for a series that, as a whole, the Millennium Series is just not connected to anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like that sort of um, "fuck you, we're playing with all the toys" energy of this is part of the fun. Is that it, it's a hundred percent. Part of the yeah. fun is that like they don't have to save anything for the next movie. That like Godzilla can like just wipe out. <laughs> he can just wipe out villain uh, enemy after enemy. He's clearly overpowered as fuck in this movie.
0: Oh yeah, like, his uh, his Glass his has never been stronger. Oh, yeah. Just explodes on. Yeah. Takes off the heads of of monsters. Yeah. And like that.
1: Weirdly enough, I think I I know this this might sound obvious, but like weirdly enough, like the I overall I think the fight scenes, the Godzilla fight scenes have a better batting average than the on foot um, sort of uh, uh, Matrix-y. Yeah. uh, Oh,
0: agreed. Because it's still it's still the pseudamation like slamming into each other, which is fun.
1: Yeah. The and, yeah. and like the on foot stuff like I thought I was gonna love a lot more, but like it's really hit or miss. Like some of the final fight sequences are incredible, incredibly fun. Um, I really like the final battle. Um, also, what made this even like triply corny is this is the only one so far that I've had to watch dubbed.
0: Oh yeah, it was bad. So for what it's worth, uh, I tried to. I was having trouble finding my Blu Ray copy. Uh, And I'm like, well, Peter's watching it dubbed. So and I have the digital copy that I think you watch that's unfortunately dubbed only. So I went like five minutes into it. And I also thought it kind of looked like shit. So I I, like committed. I spent like 25 minutes trying to find the Blu-ray and I succeeded. And yeah, it looked it looked did look better on the Blu-ray as opposed to the HD digital version. Uh, And uh, I gave up on the dub. Like it it was the combination of the dub and it kind of looked muddy that I'm like, you know, what? I could spend a little time trying to trying to find it so i definitely watched a a somewhat better version than you did peter
1: yeah yeah i mean i didn't actually mind the sort of washed out dvd look um i I didn't really yeah
0: it's probably how you watched all of his movies yeah yeah
1: i mean i watched them all on standard dvd in a basement the only
0: difference is you probably didn't like wait for your parents to leave so you could pause to go jack off someone
1: (laughs) (laughs) no no my parents just didn't care they walk down and be like this person is never getting laid <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're like don't go down in the basement without knocking
1: <laughs> yeah i don't want them to find out that i'm a loser um but yeah i, I the, the the like uh the aesthetic of this is 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 super mixed but like generally speaking when i was watching it the one thing that they've so usually with the human plots in this movie they have good, compelling human plots um, in in a in a rare set of them. Notably, the original movie. They have bad human plots that don't grab you at all. They have ones that more or less function because the characters are like have like some natural charm, but you know, there's there's nothing that's really gonna gonna take you home. With yeah. but usually you end up getting bored of the human plots, whether they're good or bad or something in between, because. Um, these movies have to conserve their budgets, especially through the Showa era. They have to conserve their budgets, and they have to spend a lot of time between the fight scenes. And in the traditional Showa movie there's there's really two fights, sometimes two and a half. Like there's something to kick the movie off, and then there's like one at the halfway point, and there's one at the end, right? And one at yeah, the one yeah, there's
0: end is... a couple like inserts of Godzilla kicking a train. Yeah exactly exactly like that train there's probably the same train for 15 movies <laughs> i
1: mean if it if, it,
0: if he- oh we need some more godzilla action get the train
1: set. um well he didn't break it so they didn't have to fix it is that what the expression is <laughs> yeah
0: if you don't break it don't fix it that, that's the expression <laughs> if you don't break it if it's not broke don't fix it yeah why why would- you you'll probably break it trying to fix it yeah
1: but he was luckily the actor was gentle uh, with the, the trains. He put him down gently. Um, but yeah, in in that sort of era, um, generally two to two and a half fights per movie, right? Yeah. Um, in this movie, it is wall to wall action happening essentially
0: always. Like yeah, there's some there's a few, and it's it's, it's probably like the longest of these movies too. Oh, I like, didn't, most I'm... of these are 90 minutes. This one is over two hours.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, like, the movie begins with them killing a one-headed Ghidorah in, like, a...
0: No, so that's Manda. It's Manda? J- un- okay. Unrelated. Never, yeah. never
1: seen him, but he has the same wiggle wiggle neck as Ghidorah. Uh,
0: yeah, it's just it's just like a sea serpent. There's nothing else.
1: Oh, got it. Well, no wonder he got nuked. Um, yeah. Because we have a group of... Uh, M-Force guys that can actually finally fucking kill um, kaiju. Uh, so do you want to talk
0: about Godzilla? Oh, what? I want to talk about the M-Force. Wars. I want to talk about the Final Wars. Oh yeah, the M-Force, of course. Of course. Oh, you've got mutant blood, of course, of course. We took blood out
1: of, out of a Gigant, of course, of course. What could go wrong? Of course, of course.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to talk about the Final... Wars Wouldn't it be Finals Wars War? Finals War? The Finals War <laughs> Finny Wars Finn Make it classy, make it Finn. European
1: Godzilla, Finn. Finn. Finn Or it could be like uh the Danish movies that end with Slut <laughs> I'm sure it's like Snoop. Yeah,
0: Godzilla Slut Wars is a whole different <laughs> movie Far in Oh are we singing? Take everything left for me. All to play. How can we still succeed taking what we don't need? Selling lies, alibis, selling all the hate that we can read. These wars are so final. Mm. What the fuck happens in them? Mm. It's inconclusive. Um. They do kill God. Well, they don't kill him, but they do defeat Godzilla in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, okay, well, that's it. That that's, we're done. I, I
1: didn't. I still don't understand how that correlates with the rest of the movie. But um,
0: yeah, so there- they spend fifty years beating back Godzilla. <laughs> With the uh, with the second rate, third rate Jesse Ventura. Yeah,
1: yeah. So this is this is an attempt also to make uh, Godzilla the Godzilla movies more um, international um, because there's English speaking cast members. Uh, there's an actor in this who has essentially a face that looks like an elbow. A, fa- a face that looks like you're talking about Jesse Ventura. He was a wrestler Don, too. This this, this guy's guy named a wrestler, Don Fry. Yeah. yeah, he was a wrestler too. Um he looks like a cartoon Name's Don Fry.
0: <laughs> he, he looks like a cartoon character of an American, right? Like he 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 looks like uh Sergeant Slaughter but like if they made a live action GI Joe movie in Italy in 1970. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fulci's Fulci Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, like it's a little off,
1: right? Like it doesn't it, but he it's a little off like Jesse Ventura is maybe
0: like the the, a, the A-list version of this, but like he just looks like uh, A-list with a lot of asterisks. I don't know if I don't know if Jesse Ventura's been the A-list of anything. Yeah, that's including true. Including governor of Minnesota.
1: It's true. I mean, yeah, he was a national politician. He uh, was in predator
0: he believes all the conspiracy theories he's
1: the source for one of the funniest comedy bang bang impressions uh yeah well it's, it's but you don't have to do much right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just can
0: you hurt your throat for a little bit
1: <laughs> yeah can you cause permanent throat damage to make yeah. your your friends who are
0: already drunk laugh um, it's like what? If, what if the the uh, great callback for us? What if the Slugfest voice was uh, was a person?
1: <laughs> but yeah, what if what if you never stopped Slugfest? What if Slugfest yeah. was year round? What if Slugfest yeah, we, we're, was three hundred and sixty six days a year? Oh
0: yeah, because every year is leap year and Slugfest.
1: <laughs> so actually, while we're talking about this, so there's this group, the M Force, that is is mixed between uh, humans humans that are badass and
0: uh, M forces. Stands for the Modzilla Force. Uh,
1: yeah, Modzilla. Yeah, because they're all they're all mods as opposed to rockers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, they're yeah. certainly not. The,
0: the, the rock the rockers force would be the R Force. of Oh course. yeah, Rodzilla, of course. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's Rod Stewart's cousin. (laughs) Yeah.
0: If you think I'm stocky.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So they are all these, uh, they're, they're sort of like, um, a mix of, they just introduced a lot. They're
0: like, by the way, these guys are all mutants. It's an X-Men sitch.
1: Yeah. They, they're, they're, there's a mix of hyper masculinity, but also like anime, like, like, yeah, like, uh, Uh, shitty poetry like they're like they'll like spar with each other on the boat to prove who's the toughest but then they'll like make like uh these awful speeches at each other about how you have to be tough when you're at war um yeah like they're they're all they're all macho i'm
0: sure that sounded way worse in the dub (laughs)
1: uh it did um uh the worst part the person who comes off best worst in the dub is is the villain which I'll, i'll get to quickly but they are a force that literally hunts kaiju, and they're pretty good at it. Like, they kill, they they subjugate Godzilla to the point that Godzilla gets locked in a G cell or something. What's it it's like an iceberg. <laughs> yeah, they basically lock it. Which
0: again, classic call, but ba- I mean, they're calling back everything. That's where Godzilla ends up in Godzilla Raids again, to only reawaken yes. in King Kong vs. Godzilla.
1: Yes. Um, these are all
0: references you get now, Peter. Yes,
1: that's true. That's true. But yeah, they, they they basically, they beat the shit out of him so bad, he has to get locked into a a a, yeah. bulk, or a, um, uh, a glacier. Um, I'm out for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, just closing my window so I don't get the echo.
0: So, um... Oh yeah, you record in the valley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, there's all these fucking yodelers around me. Um, so they uh by the way the m force, the way that the the captain this don fry ex-wrestler dude behaves kind of it's kind of kind of has nazi vibes like they're like genetically superior they wear a lot of leather the captain is constantly like at the end of the movie they are they basically leave the hero for dead and don't apologize don't they show no qualms about it like they're just like they're very um
0: They're very cutthroat about losses in this movie. Like, hey, you know what? You don't know what it's like on the M force, Peter. (laughs) Fighting Mozilla's all the time. Mothra's. They have whatever the opposite of leave no man. Medora.
1: Nibora. They have the let's get the fuck out of here uh, effect. Um, Yeah. So they um, they are called into action Rodan. when there's a massive invasion all over the planet of various monsters. And it's basically just like a rogues gallery of, of references to the previous movies. Some of these are just getting flashes now. Some of them are going to come back later for fights, but let's just kind of go through it. Um, the Infant Island twins warn about Gigan. Um, Because Geigen is where they're getting the yeah,
0: Geigen's like the main antagonist for most of this movie, which is kind of fun. Yeah, Yeah. and he has like Gidera's um, around, but they're like they're they're putting most of their chips for scariness in Geigen.
1: Yeah, so Geigen is actually for a movie that's super kiddie and and cornball. Geigen is like this big monstrosity, like big scary monstrosity that they pulled the PG thirteen out of. They pulled blood out of him to create the M force.
0: Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. I like that. That, hey, there's, yeah, The one of the aliens has actually been, uh, or one of the, well, yeah, because Gigan is an alien. It's from space. Because that's the, what the aliens are using to um, help both undermine the M-Force as well as eventually take over the planet.
1: Yeah, yeah, so... There's a substance there's a substance called M-base that they're going to have the M-force is going to have in common with the aliens which we'll get to in a moment. Mm-hmm. So um who who do we then see And they go to their
0: M-houses, eat their M-meals. Do you want so to watch two my,
1: movies tonight,
0: Aaron? <laughs> they say, they say this is, is not my beautiful up. this is not my beautiful M-wife. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get M? Peter, we're in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: in a hurry, so let's run through really quickly, like uh, th- some of the monsters that we see, and I'm going to give them a quick thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, and Geras yeah. is back. Big thumbs up. Practical. Thumbs fact. up. Looks awesome. Storming through the city on all fours. Oh yeah, he
0: does new. He got a new Sonic the Hedgehog uh, bunch roll. Rule,
1: yes, rules. It looks so sick. Um, yeah, it's kind of it kind of has Power Rangers vibes, but in a good way. Um, there's a uh, praying mantis in Paris. Thumbs down. It's just a big praying mantis, and it's CGI. Big thumbs down. It's not CGI. There's a person in that. It's a model. At least the shot where they're introducing him at the beginning of the destruction is absolutely CGI.
0: Okay, but there's I like I saw I watched a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, uh, no okay. Reason.
1: Um so there's also at Mount Fuji, we get uh, Manila. Um and Big
0: thumbs up. Bi- Hold on. Big thumbs up. I know we're not going through plot by plot, but the fact that as they by show monster, though. I know you're going monster by monster, but Manila showing up. I was dying. I was like, laughing so he, hard. It's so funny. He looks. Well, you didn't end up. Yeah, you didn't end up watching any of the movies with Milan. They made him look slightly better, but he just shows up on a hunting trip and then they take him by car to meet Godzilla. It is the my favorite part of this movie. He is. <laughs> like, it, it is no hyperbole. It,
1: it feels like he was edited into the movie from another movie as a joke. <laughs> like he he has such Mac and Me vibes. Like he just yeah, he just looks like a, a weird, a weird bulbous, bald little weirdo that like doesn't know how to emote other than jumping up no. and down and swinging his arms.
0: Yeah, well, and he was I mean, he is like I, one of the documentaries I watched on this was kind of like narrated by this like. To, uh, this is a hardcore Godzilla fan, which means he did not think Manila was funny in any capacity <laughs> because I hate him from these other movies where they ruined him. Uh, and yeah, Manila's fine in Son of Godzilla, and I, I'm not a big fan of Godzilla's Revenge. But it definitely was always like a super goofy, like, remember we said he's a, he's Godzilla's adopted son. Mm-hmm. But in this, the fact that he's like all these monsters, and it was like, oh, f- they got Praying Mantis. They have like all these w- monsters that are like asterisks in the show era and then to see manila show up suddenly and just be friends with a guy and his kid uh rules yeah
1: they they a hunter tries to shoot manila is how we're introduced to him which fair if i saw manila in the woods i would also shoot him dead yeah even it's in a world like, where there's an M force, what's that tweet where it's like, <laughs> where it's like, believe me, if me and my friends ran into ET, we would have gone at him with hammers. <laughs> yeah, it's that tweet yeah. again. It's it's. But believe me, if I ran into Manila in the woods and I had a gun, yeah, would have been over for Manila.
0: Yeah, well, if that kid wouldn't have stepped in the way, he's like, no.
1: (laughs) And and I love it. Movies are like, move out of the way. I'm still going to keep pointing the gun, but move out of the way.
0: (laughs) They let him ride shotgun in like a VW bug on the way to go (laughs) get Godzilla. That's incredible. So who else do we see? Um, We see Zilla from uh, Godzilla 98. Great joke. The joke is funny for two reasons. One, he gets the floor. He's the only actual CGI monster, like, fully. Yeah. They made the CGI either look the absolute best that they could, which was complete shit, or very shitty on purpose. It's actually 100% the latter. Here's why it's extra funny, Peter. We're going to go back to the beginning. What is in the opening credits that I was so confused that I rewound? I'm like, is there a giant opening credit that references some 41? Yeah. That can't. Like, I'm like, that must be a similarly named special effects studio or something I missed. And I rewound. And I said, yes, okay. Sum 41 is actually, like, one of the most prominently featured credit. And when Zilla, which is the the reinterpretation of the Roland Emmerich Godzilla, is on screen, he is on there for 30 seconds. He gets killed by Godzilla. And for those only those 30 seconds the small snippet of a Psalm 41 song <laughs> plays. <laughs> which is amazing. Like, what? Like, I don't know if they were, like, making a huge joke at, like, the... Like, I think he was making a... Is he making fun a, of a, Like, then? a soundtrack. I think he was making fun of the Godzilla 1998 soundtrack. Which, which we, we've featured, done before as well. Which we've done. You have to do it. It's, it's one of the funniest things about that movie. I think he's making a soundtrack joke but maybe because like to get some 41 in 2004 when some 41 very popular band in 2004 i assume they needed to let them be featured in the opening credit with a giant like i, I don't know whatever the joke here you is can which can easily I think miss
1: Mike, miss the joke too because zilla is in the movie for maybe 40 seconds
0: yeah Total but it, they that's like, I whatever they paid for that Sum forty one song, they used it as a joke for thirty seconds. It mm-hmm. Amazing. It's very but it's it's very it's Tied very with Manila for best parts of the movie.
1: I I know now everything every movie is like self-referential and Marvel movies will reference like um, meta stuff about themselves. Like we're no longer in an era like where it's cool to be meta textual. Like it's dead. actually, I don't want you to reference things outside your reality. Just let's just fucking keep moving. Um, yeah. But like it this time, that's a pretty ballsy thing to like kind of like like uh, kind of like wag your tongue at uh, <laughs> at the studio production uh that you your company leased the
0: rights to to make a Godzilla movie. Like well, and in a lot of ways, that, that these the fact that there is a millennium series is only as a response to how much they fucking hated that movie. Yeah,
1: and the fact that Destro- destroyer was was largely well received. Yeah. Um So um, in Tokyo, we have Eb- uh, so down, uh, thumbs down for Zilla, but thumbs up for him being in the movie. Um, yeah, th- thumbs up for the scene. Thumbs up for the context. Good thumbs down for how Zilla looks. Yeah. Big thumbs up for Ebira. Um, and,
0: um, big thumbs like, up for it, King Caesar. Oh, King Caesar, double thumbs up. Um, uh, I think there's also we Space Godzilla we in for- there. Uh, no, not Space. Space Godzilla's not in this. That's a Heisa thing. What is... There's one,
1: there's d- one weird, like, dragon-y guy with wings.
0: I thought that's Ghidorah before he...
1: Right? No, because doesn't no. Geigen turn into Ghidorah? I
0: don't know, man. Um, hold on, uh... We're going we're going to look it up. We got to get If we're going monster by monster, you forgot a couple too. You forgot the spider whose name is like Kagamisha or something. I don't know, yeah. I don't
1: know
0: that's 100% right. The spider's good. Thumbs up to the spider. Peter thumbs up to the spider. Peter say you like the spider. <laughs> I like the spider. Peter say you like I the like spider. I like the spider. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Have, hold, on. <laughs> hold on. I have a giant Okay. What yeah i i feel like in this i feel like in this sequence okay monsters okay so we got okay i got the whole list so i think kamakuras is the no kamakuras is the praying mantis okay oh good i'm so glad i clicked on the link and now i have to scroll way back. okay so we got godzilla double thumbs up we got rodan i'm gonna go thumbs up i like rodan
1: Oh yeah, Rodan looks what's good. Your, Rodan, what's your Rodan says? Rodan looks good. Rodan uh, was always a little stiff in the Shower era, so I'm I'm kind of glad that he gets a nod, but he's not you know prim- not majorly featured.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. So Angiris, who said yay. Zilla, Kamunga uh, is the spider. Okay, Manda, I'm gonna go thumbs down on the. I like Manda in in Antragon. That's the so sea serpent at the beginning that you thought was King Ghidorah. Um, yeah, it's a thumbs down. It's CGI is the thumbs down for
1: it, it also it looks like a shitty King Ghidorah which spoilers we get a really rad we get the best King Ghidorah well, we, we get a good King Ghidorah I, I the best King Ghidorah we've ever gotten
0: yeah his name is actually Kaiser Ghidorah
1: Kaiser Ghidorah
0: yeah because he um, supported Germany oh,
1: and, I didn't know that and, makes sense yep. this movie does have some, uh, some Nazi cosplay vibes <laughs>
0: We're pro uh, Ibera. We're pro Gigan. Mothra. Mothra always kind of gets. Uh, there, there's not. I'm gonna be anti. I'm
1: gonna be anti Mothra in this one. I'm gonna
0: be anti Mothra too. I'm not a huge Mothra guy.
1: I I, I do you. I like do you Batra, like but you didn't Godzilla watch that one. Mothra.
0: I do like Godzilla versus Mothra, and I like the Godzilla versus Mothra from uh, 1992. Like I, I like those movies. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the original Mothra. I think it's a little boring, and I think. I like Mothra in the American uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. I think at the end of the day, they just have they like. I think Rodan suffers from this a lot of times too. Like they just have a little trouble with like the flying ones. They don't know how to make like, them.
1: They don't know how to make them fight. Like Rodan has to land like a gentleman and get punched yeah, and in the and face. Stand
0: perfectly still, <laughs> so he could <can> be stricken. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I like um, we're pro Manila, pro Hedora, wish it was featured more, had to rewind. I literally missed the five seconds. I guess there is a longer that whole battle where Ibera and Hedora, uh, apparently there's a much longer deleted version that I didn't see. Uh, and yeah, so the big monster, the, the one that looks like the that's actually how they he repurposed Monster X. So if you remember um, in Invasion of the Astro Monster, that was released in the United States as a monster. Zero and they sometimes called him Monster X throughout. Um, so the idea was that he st- Monster X was that kind of like almost like half Mecha Godzilla looking, space godzilla looking thing. And then when it erupted and combined with Geigen, it becomes Kaiser ghidorah which is the the version we get at the end.
1: It's 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 as uh looking. So let me let me kind of jump through the plot really quickly so we can get to some of these fights. Um so, um these the M force.
0: Can we can you do me one quick favor? I know you don't want me to interrupt or have any conversation with you because you're in a hurry, but um could you stop calling it fights and start calling them monster mashes? Uh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. We can talk about the monster mashes. But actually the monster mashes come to a dead stop <laughs> because the zillions come, they zap all the they zap all the monsters up, they say, Don't worry, we took Now you're just the force.
0: <laughs> There's no more M's <laughs> We took
1: care of that for you the zillions get off their their ship and uh similar to invasion of the of the astro monster like they're generally well received by people like one of them almost becomes sort of like a pop idol Um, and uh they start going on uh they start like you know going on on radio shows and stuff and um, at the same time, they're secretly replacing, like, body snatching um, major political figures. They're doing – they're they're replacing them. Yeah. And their whole goal is to – Oh, yeah. To... I totally
0: forgot that that was a plot because they solved that plot within 40 minutes of the two-hour. and They figure it out really quickly. Um, they're, yeah. They're, like, at 30 minutes, they're, like, here's the zillions. And then they're, like, they have one scene of them going, we're, we're replacing everyone. And then ten, literally 10 minutes later, I looked at the clock. I'm, like – have they discovered the aliens plot forty minutes into a two hour movie?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean they could because have dragged that, sets that on off, a little. Because that sets off full war. Um yeah. which is also for a movie that is arguably way too long. Um it's very funny that that happens. And then they're like, What do we do? And then they are like, Oh, well why don't well, there's we just another reversal. all the monsters
0: again? <laughs> like, like the well, hold on, we but there's another in. reversal because the main Yes. Zillion bad guy is actually a different alien who's also betraying the Zillions. Yes. So I'll, I'll run through this really quickly. The M force is It's like a fucking Russian nesting in is, all of
1: alien conspiracy. Yes, it is. It's it's so the main M force discovers yeah. uh that the like the, the they're trying to sort of peacefully colonize us and like take over our authority figures. Um they're not trying to destroy the planet, they're trying to um, minor planet for resources, but do it like slowly over time. However, there's one um member of the zillion force who says like nah this fucking sucks. um let's just we're so much more powerful than them. we have we have control of all these monsters. like let's just like unleash chaos gather up all the humans and eat them as food like we've we've discussed like that yeah. was that's been the plan the whole time yeah he's calling them cattle the whole time yeah um very similar to the zillions in the original the zillions in the original are, are uh, also want to do like genetic um genetic testing and stuff on us like do like mm-hmm. nazi shit or i guess like unit yeah. 731 shit um, more appropriately. um and, uh, the. American or it's the Americans, the American and the other members of the M Force, which are all Japanese, um, discover this and they declare full-out war on the Zillions. The yeah, Zillions, the Zillions to protect themselves, the the evil uh, lead Zillion. Um, I'm just going to call him the villain for the rest of the movie. Um, he uh, overthrows his leader because now it's basically all at war, and he says, uh, "Fuck this!" and he just shoots him. So to just let you know, the main villain's name is X. Okay, so the main villain X uses uh, a special device to give everybody with a certain amount of M M base in their blood uh, like a seizure, and then they wake back up and they're mind controlled. Yeah, um, which is uh, just, just stupid.
0: Thing. classic x move yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's x gonna give it to you all right it's, it's stupid um it's very dumb um yeah. what you said oh i mean a lot of this movie is very dumb yeah but Someone it's promised.
1: dumb because it's just like well why'd you create this big m force you know like so that the m force could turn on the m
0: force i guess
1: um there's no like like it, it adds to a sense of hopelessness but it's like why yeah. did you even bother in a movie that already it's kind has
0: kind of unlike hey well i mean it, in it building the, make sense. Right. the movie's about taking over sure, these aliens. But, but remember, they did use Geigen's blood to make the M4. So in some ways, it's like he's, he seeded the Earth with his own super soldiers.
1: Yes, but like we've already it's 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 just like th- it's needlessly complicated as a plot. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's like needlessly oh, complicated. Not like, arguing the compl- how complicated it is. And also it deprives us of like we could have had more like all out battle scenes between like two armies as opposed to like, you know two guys fighting right um yeah but uh anyways so uh the 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 humans call this right away and then this this event happens where uh, most of the m force almost all of them get uh mind controlled uh by x and x says well my, this is my plan the whole time um so he orders them to kill the remaining members of m force that didn't have the m base in them which leaves our main character um, the guy who, uh, looks like an elbow, Don Fry, um, and, uh, a reporter and a couple members of like the leadership staff, um, alive and, uh, and, and still, um, still under their own uh, auspices. And then he unleashes all these monsters again, um, which means that the M-Force, the remaining members of the M-Force have to kind of run away and go release Godzilla as their, their, um... Their trump card as their their secret weapon uh to fight back against the uh aliens so uh after taking heavy losses and uh after barely making it to um the south pole they release godzilla from his prison and godzilla starts fighting back sort of one by one on like a globe trotting trip because these monsters are scattered everywhere. They're in Sydney, they're in Tokyo, they're in Hong Kong, they're in America, they're in Vancouver. Like he's kind of just marching all around the Pacific. Mostly they're they're in Paris as well, but it's mostly like areas around the Pacific just to fight. Um, And the thing is that Godzilla is so super powered here. I don't know if they were they were giving him like nuclear reactors as as dinner or something, but he just goes from place to place and just
0: absolutely smokes, just wrecks everyone, almost everybody. And yeah, he's on. They can't. Well, I forget what's the reason that that he they can't mind control Godzilla. Like there's some. He has no M base in his blood. That's right, no M-Base.
1: Yeah, um, they could just control everybody with M-Base. Uh, now so, no, I feel so stupid. You can't control... Yeah, you
0: fucking joker. Did you even see this movie? Did you just read the Wikipedia? Like poorly? Yeah, if I would have read the Wikipedia, I don't think I could have a conversation with you about it. <laughs> um, Mothra also didn't
1: get uh, M-Based. Um, oh, that's right. So uh, Mothra joins Godzilla for a very brief amount of help. Um, to help him fight. Very him. brief. Yeah, um, because Godzilla, the Earth in this feels truly doomed. But Godzilla is 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 taking out guys one by one. Hedera
0: and Ibra go out in like one one single blast together, like total chumps. Yeah, supposed to be a longer scene. There is a there is a longer scene featuring Ibra, like a like a very long scene, like so much that the director actually said, like I spent way too much time on that lobster. <laughs> like in retros in retrospect, because there's like. One of the first big fights when the monster started appearing is Ebra and like a construction yard. And it's like 10 minutes. Uh, it's fine because Ebra is Ebra is, is cool with me. But that, that scene with Hed- Hedora was supposed to be longer. I do really like the touch, though, that when Hedora shows up, Peter, did you notice they played go-go music?
1: No, I didn't hear that. The movie is oh, so super. overstimulated so that, dense.
0: Yeah. that, like, it's very easy to miss
1: little jokes, little monsters, little special effect shots. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and, sorry. I was waiting for your dog to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and the Earth feels truly doomed here. So Godzilla, he Godzilla, it, it gets kind of um, cornered and, uh, in with Gigant. Well,
0: also they got Donald French fries, who's leaving the whole the whole thing. He does not seem like a. <laughs> does not, if, if he's your hero, holding the, he constantly shows up with guns and yells at women. Like yeah, his goal, Donald French fries. No, he he
1: his goal is. Um, all Donald's are bad. His goal is to basically go play and grumble. Like he doesn't yeah, he's a grumble. He doesn't have like any particular skills. He's okay no. at fighting in the last 5 minutes or so, but like He looks cool holding a giant gun, I guess. He doesn't seem like that good of a leader. <laughs> no. Um he also does not motivate anybody. He's constantly saying like, well the, war- the world the world is fucked anyways, like let's go out looking cool. <laughs> like yeah. Um and he's very angry. Yeah, and uh, while this is all happening, the movie has a constant sort of techno score. It's like,
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of like the like if it's like if kids Bop <laughs> <being> techno version. <laughs> it's like we can't license a Crystal Method album, but what if we did our own Kid Bops? Bop-ba-ba-doo-ba-doo-ba-da-boo! <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the jazz version. And for 30, yeah, and then for thirty, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all the beats you don't
1: play. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the BPMs that your heart doesn't
0: register. <laughs> uh, yeah, It's and then there's 30 seconds of a Sum 41 song. Yeah. Uh, Which I think, hold on, we. I have to figure out what the name of that Sum 41 song is. Because I think that in and of itself is a joke. Joke, hold on. Sum 41, Final Wars. Butts too. Yeah. janet
1: <laughs> Danit. Oh,
0: we're all to blame.
1: <laughs> oh, got it. Yeah, it's um, pretty cool. Sun Forty
0: One. I only heard thirty seconds of it. My guess is it has been or will be featured at some point in this episode. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. no, I think we're just, just gonna. Jump, I think this is what we should make the song is uh,
1: this uh, techno song that is featured in the movie. Uh, it has a really good melodic score. It goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: i actually uh, made yeah. it cool <laughs> hold on do you know who did do you know who did the score for this movie uh led zeppelin no yeah. yeah they're like we won't license any of our songs uh. oh hold on i'm accidentally playing the sum 41 song <laughs> um, hold on you're gonna laugh so hard uh so it was from the director uh To do Mara's favorite band, uh, so a person by what you you're gonna laugh when you find out what his favorite band is. So the person who did the score is Keith Emerson of Emerson Lake and Palmer. No, hundred percent weird. Yeah. It doesn't sound like that at all. It sounds like No, you you're right. It doesn't Peter, are you saying that this weird uh off uh, off-brand techno score doesn't sound like Emerson, Lake and Palmer? I don't think so. I don't the think so. The famous 70s folk band? <laughs> <laughs> is this a component? I mean, if Emerson, Lake and Palmer had went in the direction that Emerson wanted, this is what Emerson, <laughs> Lake and Palmer would have sounded like. Why do you think there's no more emerson lake and palmer lake and palmer were like no play instruments He was like <laughs> he's like how funny is it that his favorite band is emerson lake and palmer and he got a third of emerson lake and palmer specifically the emerson third
1: yeah i would uh, do the
0: score do for his movie greg lake did the score to midnight meat train <laughs> maybe <laughs> calls him, calls him up. Emerson, I'm making a Godzilla movie. It's like, where's, where do I need to fly to? i have been waiting for this call my entire Dude, life. Wait, hold on. Are we sure it's
1: the the Emerson? I a, thought you were 100. percent right? So this isn't. A I'm not. Situation hold on. Like the, go to the Wikipedia. The, the, the Bill hold on. Joke about nope. uh, thinking he was working with Ethan Cohen, but it was a different Ethan Cohen. <laughs> this isn't like. Or the Bill when? Oh, uh,
0: who is it? When we um um when we did the apple and it was music by george clinton and there's another george clinton.
1: <laughs> but it happened in the cocaine I, era so we were like yeah that sounds about right
0: and then you yeah did. why wouldn't george clinton make the music for the apple but it's like a, it's it's the same george clinton that did the music for like pcu or something. yeah it's
1: it's the george clinton who um this is the george clinton who was a a um a, a kazoo empresario <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you can go and click... On. The George, Keep... Clint, George Clinton is in PCU. We know this, right? Oh, maybe it's a different... I'm thinking of a different, different George. Okay. <laughs> that's what. That's why I was connecting with PCU. You think I know who did the score for PCU? I, all I know is that
1: George Clinton is in PCU. He plays the party that's supposed to unite all the people in college. I bet you that movie has aged horribly because it wasn't funny when I was a kid.
0: No, I never liked PCU and I saw it at the perfect time. Yeah, here, so here's... Uh Keith, uh Keith Emerson did the soundtracks to Inferno, Nighthawks, Murder Rock, Harmageddon, Lush the Oh, he did uh he did music from the nineteen he did an album called La Shise. Oh he did the church. Huh. Interesting. Wait, you know wait, church? sorry,
1: sorry. Are you talking about like the Italian horror movies?
0: Yeah, he did the score for that. <laughs> Which also contained music from Goblin, but he did some. Wait, can you uh, redo the, that
1: list? Because the Inferno, as in the Dario Argento movie.
0: Uh, yes. Oh, <laughs> now for, that I now that I clicked on the link, yes. I,
1: for a second, I thought you meant like some like Van Damme straight to. Van no, Van Damme I
0: didn't know. Movie. I yeah, it wasn't like I'm like oh, Inferno. Yeah, Murder Rock, which is also an Italian giallo. Um, I don't think I knew Armageddon. this. If, I don't think
1: I knew this at all. How did I not know this? No. That he split off and then did like genre movie scores.
0: Yeah, he didn't do much. Like, there's
1: like six movies that he did. I think the church has a good score. The church is a great movie. Yeah, I like Inferno. Yeah, he too, did, he did the that. church,
0: and then this. He took us all to church.
1: Um. But yeah, that's uh <laughs> fucking wild. Thank you for finding that because I think
0: I even if I had seen that name, I would have been like, yeah, it's probably just a guy with the same last name as. Him. Oh yeah, I didn't think anything of it. It was until a documentary I was watching where they were talking about. Like he was able to get one of the members from his favorite band, Emerson, Lincoln, Palmer. Also,
1: just uh, by his by his um, his aesthetics, I don't really I, that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. What's
0: your top five Emerson, Lincoln, Palmer song? Um, uh,
1: <clears throat> Untitled. Oh, that was good. That was featured in the church. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like um. I'm Blake trying to. Remember, I'm trying to think if I know a Emerson Lake and Palmer. Song. Did he do the score to Lake Placid? Did he? There's three of them. Uh, yeah, but it's kind of all the same guy. Go through
0: your top three Emerson Lake and Palmer singers, mm-hmm. <laughs> bandmates.
1: <laughs> um, I, I I I knew uh, very little and
0: knew very little about that. That band. Can band. you name their their first names of the other two guys? Greg, <laughs> Greg Lake. Greg Lake. yep. Yeah. Um, and then they there's always say Keith, this about Keith, Palmer. No there's one knows There's Keith Emerson, right? <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been saying Keith Emerson for the last five minutes, and, and that was a gimme. Emerson Palmer. Yep. <laughs> you think there's Keith Emerson, Greg Lake, and El- Emerson Palmer? Yeah, they're like we should call the band Emerson Lake and Emerson then. <laughs> Emerson squared and <laughs> Emerson squared and Lake. Yeah. <laughs> Uh his name's Carl Palmer. Car- Carlmer is what his name should be. Yeah, hey, calm her down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Carlmer does sound like a Japanese man coming up with an American name. You seen that, that 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 one that one Japanese baseball game where they had to come up with a bunch of fake American names? <laughs> and they're Palmer all like
0: survived.
1: They're like <laughs> They're like Bob Storlbred. <laughs> Clifferton Mert it's
0: <laughs> <That's> good <laughs> do you think Emerson was his first call or do you think like was that the one that he wanted or do you do you think like he he preferably wanted like lake yeah and then, like so he went he, what order do you think he called Emerson Lake and Palmer to do this he <laughs> probably looked them all up on IMDB and he was like well this
1: guy did a Michelle Salvi movie in the 80s I think he'll, I think he'll pick up the
0: phone you have to look him up it was his favorite band I can't name on a song um yeah <laughs> so it was his favorite band. I, I, I you never know who gets big in Japan right like yeah exactly I don't know
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Jesse Kinsopoulos was huge there. Was he? Yeah, there's an episode where he goes to Japan becomes huge. Do they reference it in Fuller House? I don't. I didn't watch all Fuller House. so I know they reference it in Full House in the episode where he goes to Japan, mm-hmm. and it's not handled tastefully. I, I don't imagine.
1: Yeah. Um, a show from the '90s not handling Japanese culture well. Yeah. What are you saying? Uh, Especially a sitcom. <laughs> do you remember we were watching Die Hard and we we're like, "Well, we're glad that this movie only nods at being racist and is not actually racist."
0: <laughs> yeah, and do you remember how the movie got progressively more racist? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ooh, um, um, so
1: there's apparently a planet called Glorth, that, uh, a fake ki- planet that's headed towards Earth. I'm not even going to fucking talk an about asteroid. That I'm gonna it's it's gonna fucking an asteroid. Not even going to
0: fucking talk. It's an asteroid. It's not even a planet.
1: x x made it um and then it doesn't end up being a projection i don't even want to talk no that's
0: where that's where monster x is yeah monster x is in the asteroid that he's sending to earth and then monster x combines with guy after guy gets his head blown off and then they reconstitute him he dies again and then, because Godzilla just just oh, this whole movie—I mean, this rules—but Godzilla just walks around and goes up to monsters and blows their head off, basically. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like, it feels like there's like an economy. The there's an economy
0: thing going on
1: here, but like. Yeah. There's a way to make it, like, using montage, make it feel like Godzilla is just trotting, But instead, like, we see Godzilla arrive. We see the monster, like, stop smashing a building and eating people to fight him. Yeah. And then we see the entirety of the fight, and it's over in three seconds.
0: Yeah. There's was long, There's the one in the middle that has, that's where it has the spider and Rodan. And that's when Angillis is, like, he's getting whacked around, like, turns into a ball and Someone's whipping him with his tail. I think King Caesar's treating him like a volleyball and smashing him towards Godzilla. Like all that stuff is great.
1: I don't like to I don't like to see that though. I don't like to see I don't like to see the Godzilla fight
0: with old friends. You know? Well in, in this universe, Peter, they as far as we know, they're not friends. Because he doesn't have the M seed or whatever. M base. Yeah,
1: which means he needs to destroy
0: all of his. Yeah, fr- all he's 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 only got M treble.
1: Um, do you think that they could have put M base into a manila and they're like, why bother? I think they could have. I watch, The funny thing with Manila is
0: that he they, they rush him by VW Beetle, where, again, he has shotgun. And at one point grabs the wheel, which the old man does not react well to. <laughs> um, I try not to piss off people who
1: just pointed a gun at me.
0: Hey, you think you can drive better, buddy? <laughs> Take the wheel, little monster man. <laughs> um, but he gets to where Godzilla is and looks up at him, and he... Like, there's not much of a thing there. I guess at the end, he's there when Godzilla walks away and Manila's like, bye, Dad. He doesn't talk, but... Like, where... You 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 get the perception that Manila's going to be very crucial to some part of this plot. And, like, he's not at all.
1: Um, no, he shows up at the end to chase Godzilla, and I'm pretty sure... Is there even a moment where Godzilla recognizes Manila's existence?
0: <laughs> not really. I mean, in, as far as we know, he's not godzilla's adopted son in this 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 godzilla doesn't seem like he'd be an adopted father for any monster he's so ex- i don't he's know extremely what extremely
1: picked pissed off um he doesn't have yeah, to be... he's
0: constantly he's constantly battling the m force he ain't got time to be an m dad
1: <laughs> that's that's um m dad stands for mr mr dad or mrs dad mrs dad mrs dad <laughs> mr dad <laughs>
0: remember my, that, was that 18th... movie uh mr mom yeah, because it was, it was a whole movie about what if a guy did dishes. <laughs> uh, There's a What if year, it's Michael Keaton and this, he folded laundry? There's a joke in the trailer I
1: that I don't know why it stuck with me because it's just an okay joke. But um, he's like, it's like a Saturday and he's like, I don't know, like running around the house with a chainsaw or whatever the fuck he's doing because he needs to be a mom, I guess. <laughs> and, uh... <Yeah. laughs> and, uh some guy he's like uh, some guys at the house and he uh michael keaton's like drinking a beer and he's like he's like you want a beer or something and he's like sir it's 10 a.m and he <laughs> goes
0: scotch <laughs> i've never seen Mr. mom it's on the trailer <laughs> Uh, why are you watching the trailer, Mr. Mom? Uh It was at the beginning of some video that you watched a ton of times as a kid. Um,
1: because I? one time Charlie and I were trying to find movies that would be fairly embarrassing to watch. And uh, we went through the trailers and then uh, we settled on um, the Look Who's Talking movies
0: oh yeah i'm sure that was pretty embarrassing and then they remember they made it they kind of made it again in the 90s with hulk hogan where he's mr nanny like what if this guy took care of kids they
1: routinely for for we, we three knew three to five years how...
0: they kept making they made the tooth fairy movie with the rock oh yeah they made what a, if the rock took a care sequel of kids? to that
1: or what if the larry larry the cable guy had to take care of some kids for a bit then diesel had one is there a movie where what if a
0: woman had to take care of
1: kids? Or... <laughs> yeah, I think it's called Four Months, <laughs> Three Days.
0: Those movies are not comedies. If, if the movie is explicitly about a woman who is taking care of kids, and that's like the main point of the movie, they are always about existential despair. <laughs> If it's a man, it's comedy. Funny situations. He tries to cook. Well, how's that gonna turn out? If it's a woman, it's like I'd rather sh- sh- shove my head in the stove <laughs> than make one more meal for these fucking brats. <laughs> or or it's a movie about like someone having an affair with the pool boy. Yeah. It's called like Le Affaire. What are those guys to pick up kids from school? <laughs> That's a movie. <laughs> I uh... was oh, just there was a uh, there's a uh, someone I follow on Twitter that was like, understandably pissed at like, she was flying with her husband on a plane. And he, um, he took their newborn to the bathroom to change his diaper. And he said, she was like, the flight attendants might as well have thrown him a fucking parade. <laughs> <laughs> Like, for literally taking his baby to change the diaper on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I still, I don't think, I think, unfortunately, as a society, I mean, Mr. Mom was the 80s. This isn't like, you know, this isn't like, what if Humphrey Bogart had to take care of a kid? <laughs> like, <laughs> we have not, we, we as a culture, we have not moved past Mr. Mom. I
1: imagine there's two to five children who lived the, exper- the traumatized experience of what you just described about Humphrey
0: Bogart. <laughs> Um, you think he was you think he was mr mom he was mr actor what if making the money what if your uh what if your father was a um
1: womanizing alcoholic (laughs) what a concept
0: well that that's the plot of mr nanny right yeah probably um oh uh then diesel was in the pacifier yeah god what if yeah because then it's just like what if a guy took care of kids and then they like In the 90s and the 2000s, they're like, what if a strong guy took care of kids? And then like Larry the Cable guy, what if a fucking stupid guy took care of kids? What if a complete moron took care of some kids? uh, Who's ever heard of a dumb guy who has kids?
1: We also watched Three Men and a Baby, which is Um, perhaps the most condescending
0: movie ever directed. By Spock? What if
1: three guys take care of a kid? Also, no, notably, this is not, um, we need to raise this kid, uh, until, uh, it's 18 and can go to college. This is,
0: uh, yeah. Until we find out which one of these is the fucking dad. We need to raise right? this kid for at most a weekend. Yeah. Kid <laughs> three men who'd rather be out fucking take care of one
1: child. The movie is mostly That's about so the possession of a bag of cocaine and I'm not, I, I'm not joking.
0: I've never seen Three Men. I watched that, <laughs> and
1: uh, look who's Maybe. talking. Um, we needed to find, my brother and I needed to find PG-rated movies that would still be deeply embarrassing to watch, because we were watching them at the lake house, where, like, kids are running in uh, and out of the room. Um, should try
0: bringing down the house? So that <laughs> that oh, no. Oh, no. See if see if the kids running in out of the lake house would be straight tripping. Boo. <laughs> bringing down the lake house? Yeah. <laughs> We're shutting down this whole vacation. <laughs> uh, you guys weren't leaving Everyone's until Sunday. Racist. Yeah, I think we're leaving on Tuesday. Yeah, the, the joke there is that Peter and I did try to watch that once, and we turned it off the second... We're like, oh, this is going to be sad fun and not fun. <laughs> I can feel, <laughs> I can, you know. <laughs> that's what a Gallagher special turned out to be, a big upgrade for us. <laughs> you know, changed, changed the course of our lives. You know that thing where you're
1: bite into an apple and then like you find a part that's like kind of mushy and gross and you kind of have to like yeah. spit it out and like you have that weird like sort of like fermented apple flavor in your mouth. It kind of tastes like cleaning, yeah. cleaning solution. Yeah. Okay. um my mouth ha- my soul had one of those weird bruised <laughs> mushy areas uh <laughs> after
0: that movie yeah peter and i drink it on a saturday let's do a. Sh- they released the episode on watch Party. let's try it like just just 20 minutes of us on the microphone going like this mm. i don't think so mm. uh. gene
1: smart i don't think so you were in this movie yeah, yeah. that was pretty stupid <laughs> career move
0: Uh, I don't have anything else to say about Godzilla: Final Wars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, all right, let's just run through.
1: Let's run through some shit, okay? Um, I thought we ran through the you know, monsters. Godzilla just goes. There's also
0: mutants the M Force. I do really like
1: some of the, Force I, I do like some of the fights with the M Force. I do like the final fight against Axe. Yeah. Like some of the wirefu stuff is is pretty fun.
0: Yeah, it's kind of fun.
1: Yeah. Um It's I, just I, it's
0: not what I it's not what I'm here to see to Yeah,
1: see. it's just like they they decided like oh the way to make the human pots interesting is to make them also action scenes which is not a horrible idea, right? Like No,
0: it's not terrible. I mean I think the movie with the exception of the original Godzilla, which is doing something different with the human scenes, mm-hmm. I think the only one that kind of goes into the ridiculousness and keeps it like interesting throughout um, is Godzilla vs. Biollante. Like I really like the James Bond riff, the amount of different secret agents and eighties like um, action stuff going on. Like, cause that I think that's the closest one to this, where it's like let's keep. Let's basically have a whole plot that theoretically we could hang on without any monsters, right? There's secret agents. There's these military forces. There's, like, evil scientists. There's, you know, car chases and action scenes and shoot-'em-ups and stuff like that. And that really both works and, like, I don't know if it integrates well with the rest of the movie. But, like, the plot machinations that all that is driving specifically does, where this is a little bit too separate i actually think this is too separated from anything because even in the godzilla versus violante are they're, they're doing things like trying to steal the monster and they're trying to do all that stuff where this really feels like with the exception of a couple scenes where they're fighting the monsters there's just a lot of like Again, three layers of alien duplicitousness and... And And I don't know how they affect each
1: other much because Godzilla seems... They don't really. Besides, like, I guess if they would have killed...
0: Yeah, I mean, there's almost none, right? Like, they're trying to stop X and Godzilla's trying to stop X's monsters and they're somewhat unrelated. And that doesn't make me dislike the movie. Godzilla human plots are always uh, somewhat hit and miss uh, for the most part, which is fine. That's not what these movies... Are four, but I I don't necessarily find this. I mean, I find it goofy fun a lot of times, but when you already have a two plus hour Godzilla movie, like cutting out twenty minutes of human stuff would have been fine. With it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and also my biggest problem with that is I feel like uh, it may have dehyped you for watching other Ryuhei Kinomoto movies because I would like you. No, I, I don't think like so. I've I've had no
0: one them. lives in it. Yeah, no, I I so I like this movie but I like it in the similar way that I like almost all of the millennium series, which probably leads to wrap up. Like the, there is not a Godzilla movie in the millennium series. I give under three stars to, there's also not one I give more than four stars to like, they are sitting comfortably in this. Like that was okay. Yeah. I like Godzilla. That was, that was fun. Uh, I, I think the exception to that, which I'd probably have given four and a half stars to is the, is the a Godzilla King Ghidorah Mothra giant monsters, uh, all out giant monsters attack. Uh, movie but like the rest are really like somewhere between uh good to very good and i i think this one falls right right in there 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 is a lot to love it is so much fun and i was not expecting this too like i I was kind of expecting the millennium style of uh monsters and there was going to be a lot of them i was not expecting like showa reinterpretations of all these monsters going into this and so as someone who loves the show and movies, that was a ton of fun. The amount of like uh, – again, we're referenced out in the era of Family Guy and the MCU and, and I get it. Uh, but here it just – it was so like subtle. Like the references are not over – I mean some of them are in that like, oh, I recognize that monster. But like I said, there was like the whole Antagon, like same submarine and Manda, the go-go music when Hedera shows up on screen. There's a lot that feel – like they're coming from someone who loves this era of monster movies and has this ability to just kind of go for broke with the support of a studio that rarely kind of has go for broke energy. And it feels that way. Cause that's what it is. You know, he was a huge fan of Showa era Godzilla movies and he got to make a tribute for the 50th anniversary. And you know, it's, it, this is a bonkers bat shit, whatever you want to call it movie. It's a ton of fun to watch. Is it, does it have the same power over me as like a, uh, a Heisei or a Showa era, like, no, I, I probably won't be revisiting the Millennium series all that often, which is also why I didn't make Peter Watch, you know, five of them or whatever, like I have with some of the other stuff. But, you know, and, but I also think that's partially because, like, this this era of Godzilla movies was kind of rushed together, made every year, short time frames, low budgets for the most part, in order to kind of do something that Godzilla didn't need to do. Godzilla didn't need to, Reinterpret, like to to make everyone forget that nineteen ninety eight Godzilla would exist. That was going to happen regardless. Like people had probably mostly forgotten about it
1: because this came out six years after.
0: Yeah, and the idea that like now or even like ten years after that movie, that um, that like the thing people remember Godzilla for is like the Millennium series or Godzilla two thousand or all that other stuff. Uh, And, like, that erased the memory of of Godzilla Tristar. It's kind of, like, you know, simplistic and and humorous in a way. Like, uh, everyone remembers Godzilla as this amazing, like, monster kaiju movie. Like, it's a reference point for tons of movies that are coming out today and now. Uh, And everyone remembers Godzilla 1998 as a fucking joke. and. Almost no one, unless you're a hardcore Godzilla fan, remembers the Millennium series. So um, it's, yeah, it, it was, you know, I think this is representative of the Millennium series in that it's not, it's it's, it's interesting as a footnote as you go through the series, but not interesting enough, I think, to, to like, hang a Godzilla fandom around like I think you can with Showa or, or Heisei. But uh, I think, Peter, you know, next we're moving on, we're taking a little break before we wrap up with two more Godzilla themed episodes. Uh, after Final Wars, there was a dearth of Godzilla movies. Um, it was the longest um, the world had ever gone. Uh, this came out in 1990 or 2004. The next Godzilla movie which we will be covering didn't come out till 2014, which was a 10 year gap. Um, but a lot of filmmakers wanted to make Godzilla type movies or Kaiju type movies and one that got a chance to by legendary who later the following year would get a chance to reboot Godzilla. Uh, for the modern age, with the with the monster verse, uh, Gilmel del Toro got to make uh, his uh, in 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 one of his dream projects falling apart. He got a chance to make another dream project, which was uh, a, a loving tribute to Ishiro Hondo. as he says, with Pacific Rim, which we're going to be covering next week. So until then, uh, uh, G G goodbye. Would you just goodbye? Gee, good night. Gee night. Gee night. I was working
1: in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash. He did the monster man. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It got on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle east
0: to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abodes to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. Thank you so
1: much for listening to We Love to Watch.
0: Mmm, <laughs> <laughs>